This is Generation Justice, a multiracial project that trains youth to harness the power of community through media, narrative, and critical consciousness. I'm Madhumita Santanam. And I am Riazula Alikhozai. We want to remind you that this program broadcasts from the rightful lands of the Tivo people. Tonight, we focus on the 10th annual Rodolfo and Patricia Anaya lecture on the literature of the Southwest, featuring U.S. Poet Laureate Joey Harjo, the nation's first indigenous poet to receive such an honor. We'll speak with Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman, Associate Professor with the UNM Department of English, who worked closely with the late maestro Rudolfo Anaya on the planning of this lecture before his passing. To honor Mr. Anaya, we bring you part of Generation Justice produced Rodolfo Anaya Radio Tribute, a celebration of poets. We will share Mr. Anaya's own poetry as interpreted by some of New Mexico's finest poets, Tanaya Winder, Hakim Bellamy, Levi Romero, Michelle Utero, and Damian Flores. Throughout the hour, you'll hear music from the great U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo, keynote speaker of the 10th Rudolfo and Patricia Anaya Lecture on the Literature of the Southwest, starting with Morning Song. The red dawn now is rearranging the earth Thought by thought, beauty by beauty Each sunrise a link on the ladder Thought by thought, beauty by beauty the backbone of shimmering deity Thought by thought, beauty by beauty The UNM Department of English is hosting the 10th annual Rudolfo and Patricia Anaya Lecture on the Literature of the Southwest, this year featuring U.S. Poet Laureate Joey Harjo. Joey Harjo, born of the Muskogee Creek Nation, is an award-winning poet, writer, performer, and a saxophone player. She is one of the most distinguished poets of our time. Harjo was named the 23rd U.S. Poet Laureate, the nation's first indigenous poet to receive such an honor. Harjo was reappointed to a second term on April 30, 2020, and a third term on November 19, 2020. Our guest this evening, Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman, worked directly with Rodolfo Anaya in the planning and decision to bring Joy Harjo back to New Mexico. We now bring you a conversation with Gigi's very own 16 years old, Emilio Bavale, and Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman, Associate Professor with UNM Department of English. This is Emilio Boale with Generation Justice, and I'm speaking with Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman, Associate Professor with UNM Department of English. Dr. Vizcaino holds a PhD in American Studies with concentrations in race, class, and ethnicity. Her research and published writings focus on the cultural and literary history of the Southwest, ethnic American literature, and Chicano studies. Dr. Melina, welcome to Generation Justice. Thank you so much for having me. Dr. Vizcaino, please tell us more about yourself. Well, I am an associate professor in the English department, um, but I actually grew up in Albuquerque. Um, I attended school, actually, um, my uh, elementary school at San Felipe, a uh, Catholic school. 
So uh, it was kind of my formative years, at least my young years there. And then I eventually um, went to Washington Middle School and Albuquerque High School and graduated there in 96 and then went straight to UNM. I got my BA, my MA and my PhD from UNM um, and eventually landed in the English department in 2010. And my assistant professor position began in 2011 in the English department. Um, so I'm kind of a lobo for life. <laughs> I've been here forever. <laughs> um, uh, but as an assistant professor, um, as you know, faculty member in the English department, um, just since 2010. And when I started in the English department, I was a visiting professor, and then thankfully a um, a national search um, opened up and I was able to secure the position. So, um, so I'm currently an associate professor. I have been through tenure. Um, I got tenure in 2017. Um, that was the same year that my book came out. Um, and I'm very happy about that. And hopefully it's not my last book, <laughs> but uh, it's a highly, I guess you could say academic book, though I tried to sort of, you know, speak um, to a more broad audience, but it is called Gender and Place in Chicana O Literature, Critical Regionalism in the Mexican-American Southwest. So my areas of expertise are Chicano and Chicana literary and cultural studies and Southwest studies, and more broadly, 20th century ethnic American literature. So I'm in the American Literary Studies group in the English department. We are a big um, department. Um, and so that's the, the field area group that I am a part of. And I teach um, American literature survey classes. I'm currently teaching a literary analysis class, which is kind of the gateway class to the English major. Um, but I also teach um, upper division courses and graduate courses in my field areas, which is Chicano and Chicana literature, cultural studies, Southwest studies, ethnic American literature. Um, and I'm trained in, in American studies. So I'm actually an interdisciplinary scholar. Um, I actually started out as a Spanish major as an undergraduate, and then I went into English. I thought, well, maybe I'll try English, and English didn't really work out for me. So then I went to American studies, and that's kind of where I sort of found the balance between, I guess you could say those two parts of my identity. I don't think I saw it that way at the time, but it certainly American studies was kind of the home for me. And then I ended up back in English. <laughs> so, so it's kind of a, a come full circle and some ways. That is truly amazing. You have a very accomplished career and that is great to know. Could you describe how the UNM Department of English is connected to the Rodolfo Naya and Patricia Naya lecture on the Southwest? Absolutely. I would love to talk about that. So um, in 2010, actually, um, the year I started in the English department as a visiting professor, um, Mr. Anaya made a big donation to um, the English department to start this lecture series. Um, and so the idea was to just bring attention to the Southwest and Southwest literature in particular. Um, and one of the, the criteria that he put forward was that at least half of the speakers needed to be Mexican-American or Chicana 
oh, you know, all his life, uh, Mr. Anaya was an advocate of Mexican-American writers, um, and I would say more largely Southwestern writers. So I think that was really his initiative um, with this lecture series. And it, it was, he made a donation with it in mind for this to last 10 years. And so we're coming up, we are celebrating our 10th annual lecture. Um, and it's, it's an exciting moment because we're actually hosting the U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo, who was a student at UNM. She got her BA um, from the English department in 1976 at the time that Mr. Anaya was teaching um, here in the English department in the creative writing program. So it's, it's a really nice way to sort of honor um, what is now his memory. Um, we started planning this in 2019. Um, that's when uh, uh, Joy was announced as uh, or named the Poet Laureate. And Mr. Anaya reached out to me and, you know, we started making plans to invite her and bring her because he said it would be a great homecoming and, you know, just a moment of celebration um, for her career, which really started at UNM in some ways. So it's a really nice way to kind of bring her back and also demonstrate, you know, what someone can do with uh, a BA in English from UNM, you know, they can become the Poet Laureate. Um, and this is a really special Poet Laureate because she is the first Native American poet to hold that title. Um, and she's doing some really interesting things. She just came out with a book, another memoir just this week, um, but she also has a signature Poet Laureate project in which she published a collection and anthology of 47 um, active um, Native poets. Um, and the year that she was named Poet Laureate in 2019, she came out with a collection of poems in American Sunrise. So she's just been really active. Um, she's been named. Uh, this is her third term as Poet Laureate. Um, so, and again, I think it's also a, a good way of honoring Mr. Anaya. It is his last, you know, in some ways, his last request. He did pass um, in June of 2020. We had planned on hosting the 10th annual in October of 2020, but as we all know, um, things kind of got a little uh, off track and we had to postpone. Um, so we're really happy that uh, we will be able to, at least as far as we can tell, proceed with the 10th annual um, lecture, which will be happening on October 5th at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. Um, and we still are sort of paying attention to all the COVID precautions. You know, we're asking everyone to wear a mask um, and uh, practice as much safe social distancing as we can. And um, we're following all the guidelines and the mandates that the governor's putting out. Um, so hopefully we can proceed in person. Um, and again, it would be a really nice way of just kind of honoring Mr. Anaya's memory. Our past speakers have included the Acoma poet, Simon Ortiz, also um, Denise Chavez, um, John Nichols, um, and Scott Mamaday, Ana Castillo, um, Rigoberto Gonzalez, um, Ann Hillerman, um, Nora Naranjo Morse, who is a Santa Clara Pueblo, uh, Pueblo poet and potter. Um, and we also hosted Hector Armienta, who actually did the opera adaptation of Bless Me Ultima. Um, and I believe that was in 2018. 
uh, the same year that he released the opera at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. So this year is also special because we're collaborating with the Hispanic Cultural Center as well and hosting there in the Albuquerque Journal Theater. So it's going to be a really great event. It's great, you know, to have so many important people just all collaborating in one big pot, you know, to continue a legacy of a very, very important person within our community. Is there any special memories you had, any specific ones that come to mind? Well, <laughs> I have several. <laughs> um, I, I actually, I just came out with kind of a, I guess you could say a personal essay in Atlan, the Journal of Chicano Studies in the spring 2020 uh, issue. They did a, a dossier section, a tribute to Mr. Anaya. So I contributed an essay to that. Um, dossier section. And I, you know, I didn't really know what I was going to do with that uh, essay. I, I was extremely sad. I still am. It's, um, you know, so it kind of went somewhere where I didn't expect it to go. But um, one of the first, I was a very bookish young person in middle school. I read a lot. I just read all the time. But most of what I read never was ethnic. You know, it was like, Beverly Cleary and, you know, I, what's the other one? Adventures in Babysitting and, you know, nothing ethnic. You know, Stephen King, that, well, those are middle school days. Like I advanced to, you know, the macabre and horror with Stephen King. But in middle school, I came across Heart of Atlan, which is actually Mr. Anaya's third novel. It's actually part of the trilogy. Let's be his first novel. I'm sorry, Heart of Atlan is the second. And then Tortuga is the third. So um, that's kind of the three, the sequence of those three novels. Well, I came across Heart of Atlan, which is a lot of it is set in, in at Washington, but it's a high school, I believe, in, in the novel. So it's fictionalized to a certain extent. But all of that was very familiar for me to me. So I just remember, and I don't remember how I came across the book, but I was in the library a lot because I was a bookish person. Um, so I read that novel and it was just so I don't know it was it resonated with me in a way that had never had never occurred to me in a book because I actually began to see myself and just just the place not even just myself because I think also a lot of Mr. Anaya's work especially his early work is very Chicano centered it's it, I think it acknowledges the Chicana experience but it's not necessarily expressing expressing a Chicana consciousness so it was really something about the place. And, and that was early on before I even knew I was going to become an academic. But I think I've always been bookish and intellectual in a certain way. I did go off track in high school and, you know, went another way and went another route. I became a young mother, but I never stopped reading and I never stopped going to school, though I probably wasn't the best undergraduate student. <laughs> and whatever undergraduate students are listening to this, I, I don't know where that's going to go. <laughs> but I really wasn't because I kind of went off track. I was a young mother. I married very early on, divorced very early on. Um, but I never stopped going to school and I never stopped reading. And Heart of Atzan was really kind of one of those books that like, I still remember that. 
Um, so that's a really formative memory. I mean, it, it wasn't until later that I actually met Mr. Anaya and I was able to sit at his kitchen table and, and we would talk about, you know, the Anaya lecture. That's really how I came to meet Mr. Anaya. I first came onto the um, Anaya lecture committee just as a committee member. I was invited by one of my colleagues who was then organizing the committee. And eventually, I don't really know how it happened. I ended up organizing the committee and it was very fortunate. I feel very fortunate for that because I was able to meet Mr. Anaya and just know him as a person, as a human being. And uh, not everyone gets to do that, especially in his later years when he wasn't leaving the house much, he wasn't really mobile. He walked with me into his home and, you know, I do talk about that in my essay as well. So it was, it was kind of one of these moments again, where I could come full circle with um, my past experience with Mr. Anaya as a reader, you know, a young um, back then Hispanic reader, because I was not necessarily Chicana <laughs> back in the day. I mean, back when I was in middle school, I, I at least didn't have that consciousness, you know, um, to now being a Chicana faculty member in the department where Mr. from from which Mr. Anaya retired, you know, and of course, he retired long before I started here. Um, but nevertheless, you know, I feel a sense of obligation and just, you know, honor to be able to have known him and as a person and not just as a writer. I think his work is super impactful you know it, just like from the examples that you presented I mean you could find a little bit about yourself within his books and relate to it and I think it's amazing that you have experience and the honor to be with him and or work with him rather and you know just get to know just get to know him and his work um is you know could you tell us where we could find your essay Absolutely. Yeah, it is called Atlan <laughs> A Z T L-A-N, Atlan, the Journal of Chicano Studies. And that comes out of uh, UCLA, um, uh, the Chicano Studies Research Center. And it is the, the premier journal, peer-reviewed journal in my field of Chicano and Chicana literary and cultural studies. I look forward to reading that. Um, could you tell us more about uh, Joy Harjo? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... Uh, she is the uh, 23rd U.S. Poet Laureate, um, but she this she's carrying her third term. Uh, she was named Poet Laureate in 2019 and then a renewed term in 2020 and then another one in 2021. Um, she did receive her B.A. from UNM, the English department, in 1976, and she was also a faculty member for a brief period of time um, before my time again. Um, so she does have a an interesting connection to UNM um, from her undergraduate days to, you know, her more mature uh, faculty days. And now, I, like I said, it's a really nice uh, way of bringing her back home in some ways um, and also just demonstrating to students uh, what the value of a degree in English, uh, especially from UNM. You know, we've produced so many great Native American writers, um, in addition to Joy Harjo, Lucy Tapajanzo, Simon Ortiz, 
um, and as well as, uh, you know, more emergent writers like Tanaya Winder, um, who I'm so happy to say will be uh, joining us for the lecture, and she will be introducing Joy Harjo. Um, Tanaya has an MFA from the English department. So, um, you know, uh, Joy has a whole uh, corpus, a whole body of published work, uh, as well as music. Um, like I said, uh, she just came out with her me a memoir, her second memoir. Her first memoir was Crazy Brave, and it received a lot of awards and attention. Um, her second memoir just came out, um, and that is entitled Poet Warrior. Uh, she deals with a lot of interesting things, I think, about just being Native in the U.S., but in particular being a Native woman, and all of the, the issues of displacement and the traumas of, you know, the past that I think we're still dealing with today. Um, and her, as I mentioned, her signature poet laureate project is uh, the anthology Living Nations, Living Words. Um, and that's a really interesting project because what she's done is she's actually created an interactive GIS map um, as well as a collection of um, audio recordings of the various um, poets that appear in this anthology. Um, so she's doing some really interesting things with mapping and with place and really trying to think about how to remap the American experience with an understanding of, you know, indigenous people, not just as fixtures of the past, but as active voices in the present. Um, and so the, yeah, the, the, the interactive map is just amazing. Um, and, you know, you can find it via her, her website. She does have her own website and there is a link to that project and to that map. Um, and, and it's just a fascinating way, I think, of bringing attention to, to history, right? And, and all of its ugly faces. Thank you. Thank you for shedding light onto her. You know, that's very important. Could you remind us the place, time, and date for this event? Absolutely. So this is the 10th annual Rudolfo and Patricia Anaya Lecture on the Literature of the Southwest. Joy Harjo will be um, speaking October 5th, 2021. That's a Tuesday. Um, in the Albuquerque Journal Theater at the National Hispanic Cultural Center. Um, and you can reserve your ticket at the National Hispanic Cultural Center box office online. Um, and you can, all you need to do is just find them online and um, find their list of events and you can reserve a ticket. Um, and everyone is invited. No one will be turned away. Um, and like I said, we will be um, requiring that everyone wear a mask um, and there will be a book signing and a reception to follow. So Joy will be speaking for about 45 minutes. Um, as I mentioned, Tanaya Winder will be giving the introduction and um, then uh, we will have a reception and a book signing. So uh, we'll also have books 
books for sale for anyone who wants to purchase one and have Joy sign their book. And um, I am also, I'm teaching an American Sunrise in my class this semester. And two of my other colleagues have also adopted the, the book. So um, we're bringing our classes together to kind of have an open forum discussion about an American Sunrise. But our hope is that students will take their book um, to the event not only hear Joy Harjo speak, but also have their book signed. Um, so that would be just, again, a really nice way of introducing uh, new students to a former student and also just kind of establishing these uh, communities of literary appreciation. This is very vital information. I think it's very important that, you know, the younger generation learns about, you know, important people, impactful people who, you know, come through the same place they come through. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, well, I guess I should say that I would like to thank Generation Justice for hosting me. Um, this is actually the second time that we've collaborated. We did a great poetry program last spring, and that was in honor of Mr. Adaya. So this is just kind of an extension of that. So I really want to thank you all um, for having me and giving me a voice in that platform. I'd also like to thank my committee um, for for all of the work that they are putting into this uh, lecture series. Um, so if I can make it on the air, I'll mention all of them, Bernadine Hernandez, Margie Montanez, Susan McAllister, um, Jennifer Benitez, uh, Kat Hubka, Diana Tenorio, Regina Wright. Uh, these are all wonderful, wonderful women who have been helping me put this together. Um, and I'd like to thank our co-sponsors as well. Uh, we have a whole list of co-sponsors that I probably shouldn't spend so much time thanking here, but I will thank them uh, at the lecture. And I just once again want to invite everyone out to the lecture. Uh, everyone is welcome and uh, it'll just be a nice way to honor Mr. Anaya's memory, but also celebrate the, the spoken word and just to have a moment of respite and a moment of healing um, given the, the situations that we are all facing right now. So just thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman for keeping Rodolfo Anaya's legacy in life, for being a huge inspiration. I mean, a lot of people from New Mexico, they struggle with trying to keep afloat. They struggle with, you know, trying to find motivation to drive. And I think you are an amazing example, amazing inspiration to many people because you, you have a very beautiful career, a very accomplished career. And I think you're doing amazing things in our community. And I would love to thank you for that. Thank you so much. For Generation Justice, I'm Emilio Bovale. Thank you, Dr. Melina Vizcaino, for sharing about your work with Rudolfo Naya, as well as your own accomplishments. I learned more about Mr. Anaya's many, many contributions. Thank you, Dr. Vizcaino, for bringing the memory of Rodolfo Anaya to life and putting some light on his legacy and important work. I am thankful to have people like you who continue to inspire young people to pursue their higher education and ethnic studies. Thank you. Again, for ticket information for the 10th Annual Rodolfo and Patricia Anaya Lecture, on the Literature of the Southwest, featuring U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo, visit english.unm.edu. We just learned that this event will also be live streamed on YouTube on the Anaya Lecture YouTube channel. 
Now we bring you the song Grace by U.S. Poet Laureate Joy Harjo. I think of wind and her wild ways Here we had nothing to lose And lost it anyway We still talk about that winter How the cold froze buffalo The haunting voices of the star Broke fences Back in April, Generation Justice, in partnership with UNM, English Department's Rudolfo and Patricia Anaya Lecture on the Literature of the Southwest and KUNM Spoken Word Hour, brought you a wonderful two-hour special. The Rudolfo Anaya Radio Tribute, a celebration of poets featuring New Mexico poets Tanea Winder, Hakeem Bellamy, Levi Romero, Michelle Otero, and Damien Flores. Tonight, we bring you one of the most powerful parts of this wonderful tribute, where the poets share some of their favorite poems written by Rodolfo Anaya from his book, Poems from the Rio Grande. The tribute was moderated by GJ's director, Roberta Rael. I hope you enjoy these healing poems. The English department gifted you all with the Rodolfo Anaya poems from the Rio Grande, and you've each selected a portion or a poem from this beautiful book. So would you read and share with us one of your selected poems that Rodolfo Anaya wrote? Sure. So um, reading through this, one of the poems, I love it because I feel like poetry it's almost like choose your own adventure sometimes, whatever you're feeling and going through at the moment is what you might pick up on different things in the poem. So this one, um, just because I'm going through a lot of changes in my life, like career, moving, things like that. So this one um, is called Alchemy. Your kisses are the alchemy that turns this leaden heart towards the brilliant morning light as we rise to greet the sun. And so these pounds of mere flesh soar with my soul, whose gold wings weigh toward God, even as I am bound by earth. I am the pestle, you are the mortar. Heat compounds love's elements into synthesis, whispering, earth is God and God is earth. We answer the ancient question, I can live in you and you in me. This season of the dying light comes with a promise. Sun will return at night's climax and make shine our love. We cherish and bless each new day, the light and our coming into being. Thank you so much for that beautiful interpretation of Rodolfo Anaya's words. Thank you. Thank you. Hakeem, now your selection. Thank you again, Roberta. Um, I am going to read the poem Water. Um, and if you have the reader, as we do, it's on page 76. But the poem Water that, uh, that Rudolph also has here that he wrote and or experienced on May 1st, 2007 in Jemez Springs. And uh, my fiance and I were just there a few weeks ago. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that's very familiar. And many New Mexicans, and many Albuquerqueños, excuse me, are fond of. Um, it's kind of like a, a near getaway, um, but in that vein, shout out to the, the folks and the people, um, the ancestors of Jemez Pueblo, 
and uh, you know, our land acknowledgement um, and the Tiwa folks as well. So water. There is water in my soul. Sometimes it runs so strong, I am afraid I will drown. Asakia water sprinkles the lawn. Moth and wasp come to drink. In Hemis Springs, the Meodomos guard the water. Water runs in their veins. Water runs in the elm seeds that fall like tiny helicopters turning round and round. They cover me like moss. They covered me like moss covered Rip Van Winkle. I smile at nature. That old bitch is pure water. She guards the water in rock and tree and lilac blooming. In Hemis Springs, colors so pastel. Those without water in the soul do not see them. I am in nature. I guess I am a poet because water runs in my soul. I cannot stop it. I dare not. I am becoming green. Thank you. Thank you. Levi, I'm so curious which poem you chose uh, for today. Yeah, uh, I'm actually up here in El Puesto de San Antonio del Lembudo, AKA Dixon. <laughs> I'm at our family home. Michelle's been here. Um, Damien too. Um, and uh, this is my grandparents' house, Silviares and Anita Valdez Duran. It's a house that's probably now 160 years old. And out in the orchard are my grandpa Silviares' fruit trees, still some of them. He was El Verdolero as they knew him all the way to Raton and Dawson and Cimarron, he used to have a trade route all the way to those areas from Mbudo on a horse-drawn wagon to take his produce every year in the fall. And um, there's this connection that Rudolfo magically had with the land, with the landscape that he brought to the page. And um, I think in dedication to Nuestros Antepasados, this poem entitled Forgetting is a good homage to what we've been talking about today. This morning, when I was thinking about this afternoon, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, I'm gonna have to uh, call Rudolfo and see when he wants to get there so I can tell him how it went. He's still so present, so alive in my world, and I'm sure in yours too, through his writing, that I forgot that he had passed away. You know, one of the last uh, emails that I got from him really was, uh, I think, like a couple of weeks before he passed away, and we never had a chance to get together to discuss the question that he brought forth, which was Levi. That's how he used to call me, Levi. ¿Qué piensas de este chica next thing? You know, ¿qué piensas? Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, I have my own thoughts, which aren't really fully developed yet. But I said, okay, that's we're going to have to get together and talk about Chicken X. And then he passed away and we never were able to have that conversation. Mm. Forgetting. I am forgetting the names of my apple trees. Is this Macintosh or Rome? I stammer and turn to the red and yellow delicious old friends, easy to spot. I know where those two stand. I know all the trees by heart, where they stand in Hemis earth, their branches smooth as my wife's arms, supple with strength to hold a rich harvest. But I am forgetting the names I gave when I planted. I know the leaves make no mistake, 
I know where I pruned, cut stalk away so blossoms could take hold. And I know how the water from the acequia flows, how the mower moves around each trunk. I know the sound of apples falling as well as the buzz of bees that come to fertilize in spring. I know how many things of this silence in Hennes Canyon, the sound of Melvin's mower or John's truck, Glenn's tinkering. I know the sound and light of sun coming over the mesa, a miracle. Like a basket full of apples, my soul is full of sounds, smells, images. Each has a place in the shelves of my heart. I have gathered and harvested so much over these 63 years. I am as fat as autumn. But I am forgetting the names of trees, not the taste that spills sweet on my tongue, not the feel of earth or fruit, not the light that fills my soul, no, only the names. I am forgetting the sounds of words. I speak and in the middle I forget syllables. So I invent strange new words. I smile, but others watch me carefully. I am forgetting the names of friends. Levi, thank you. That was, it was just so powerful. And um, I feel like your voice carried through his spirit. So thank you. I was actually afraid of that poem, Levi. That's why I didn't pick it. Um, when my father passed a year and a half ago, he, he uh, had Alzheimer's, dementia, Louis body. We don't quite know, uh, an illness of memory loss. And um, that poem brought me to tears when I read it the first time. I mean, you all sent me this book. So. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, uh, Michelle. Okay, so the poem I'm going to read is Alustaman. And I chose this one, again, just I know I keep talking about Ultima, and he wrote so much more. That's another thing that, I, it's that story that you told Levi about how El Maestro, you know, got somebody to come and devise something for him so that he could write even through this injury, even through physical pain. And um, we deeply appreciate just how, how he really, how committed he was to the craft, how prolific. Um, so here's um, Alusama. And for me, it just conjures back to Ultima, who knew how to, who had relationships with all of the herbs um, the land and everything in it. Um, and I picture him kind of, you know, thanking the Alusema as he's, as he's cutting it. Alusema for Gloria. Flor de Semana Santa, flor de pasión, alas blancas, alas de angelito, corazón amarillo. Alusema, Alusema, hija de tierra santa, corazón de primavera, alas blancas, Recuerdas mi pasión. Vientos calorosos, pasión, pasión. Murió el profeta, días y noches de pasión. 
se levantó el hombre de su tumba nocturna, besó las alas de su amada. En las calles, las mujeres lloran y se van. Alucema, flor de primavera, beso tus alas blancas, pasión de los días. Beso los labios de mi amada. Mujer, Alucema, pasión de primavera. Beautiful. Thank you, Michelle, for um, reciting one of his poems in Spanish. Uh, just the beauty of the language and the imagery. Thank you so very much for that. Yeah, he has a few that are bilingual, or he'll have the English and Spanish side by side, but that's what I appreciated about this one of, of just, um, I tell people, even if you don't speak the language, if you don't understand the literal meaning of the words, just enjoy the music of it, that alusema, alusema, flor de pasión, alusema, alusema. There's a, um, there's a music to it that you can appreciate, even if you, if you don't know the literal meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so beautiful to to feel, not just hear, but to feel. Thank you. Damien, I'd love to invite you now to share the poem that you want to share with all of us. Oh, yeah. It's been such an honor to participate tonight. And the poem that I picked is El Corrido de Billy the Kid, because I grew up watching cowboy movies when I was a kid. And my grandparents loved the Westerns and Young Guns came out when I was a little boy. And that was one of the first movies that we owned in my home. And I watched it all throughout my life. And then when I took uh, 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 Dr. Uh, uh, Vizcaino's uh, uh, Southwest film class and uh, Dr. Aleman's classes as well, I remember watching it and thinking this is the, that movie prepared me for my college education. I love it. And so um, this piece here is in a little bit of um, uh, Spanglish, which I also love because my grandparents, it's just the language that was in my home and I love it so much. So here is Rudolfo Anaya's El Corrido de Billy the Kid. Fue una noche oscura y triste en el pueblo de Fort Sumner cuando el sheriff Pat Garrett a Billy the Kid mató a Billy the Kid mató. 1881, presenta, lo tengo yo. Cuando en la casa de Pedro Maxwell, no más dos tiros le dio. No más dos tiros le dio. Vuela, vuela, palomita, a los pueblos de Río Pecos. Cuéntale las morenitas, que ya su Billy murió. Que ya su Billy murió. Ay, que cobarde el Pat Garrett, ni chanza a Billy le dio. En los brazos de su amada, ahí mismo la mató, ahí mismo lo mató. Ay, que tristeza me da ver a Rosita llorando, y el pobre Billy en sus brazos, con su sangre derramando, con su sangre derramando. Vuela, vuela palomita a los pueblos de Río Pecos, cuéntale a las morenitas que ya su Billy murió, que ya su Billy murió. Thank you. Thank you, Damien. So much from El Maestro Rodolfo Anaya, just so much. 
uh, connection to the land, connection to love, connection to community, connection, again, um, in every one of the poems that you chose uh, is what I'm hearing and, and feeling over and over again. Thank you to Naya Winder, Hakeem Bellamy, Levi Romero, Michelle Utero, and Damien Flores for presenting to us such wonderful and touching poetry. Poetry is a great way to help us get connected to ourselves as well as our love for New Mexico. Such great feelings and your delivery of, ma uh, of Maestro's own words. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing inspiring poetry. I'm so happy that through poetry, Rodolfo Naya's incredible work is being remembered and passed on to younger generations. Here is Joy Harjo's Eagle Song, a song about prayer and life and how they revolve around Mother Nature. To pray, you open your whole self to sky, to earth, to sun, to moon, to one whole voice that is you. It's so important that we keep getting the truth about COVID and vaccinations out. And because most students have gone back to in-person classes, we bring you a list of suggestions to keep you and others safe. You can keep up with new COVID-19 regulations and cases from the New Mexico Department of Health, NMDOH, by visiting their website at cv.nmhealth.org. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, the first step is to register. You can visit cvvaccine.nmhealth.org to sign up. Then you can fill out your profile information and wait for your turn. Once you receive a notification, you can schedule your appointment and get vaccinated. What's the website again? You can visit cvvaccine.nmhealth.org to register and to learn more about the vaccine. The CDC masking guideline recommend people should wear masks indoor, even when fully vaccinated. The Delta variant of COVID-19 is a variant of concern, and we should all protect each other by wearing a mask. Many of us went back to school in person this fall. The World Health Organization, WHO, posted a checklist for students and children to prevent getting COVID-19. Wash your hands frequently always with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Remember to not touch your face, eyes, nose, and mouth. Do not touch your mask. Tell your parents, another family member, or a caregiver if you feel sick, stay home. In a situation like this, it is normal to feel sad, worried, confused, scared, or even angry. Know that you're not alone. If you need someone to talk to, the New Mexico Crisis and Access Line is a great resource. You can call the warm line at 855-4NM-7100. Again, that is 855-4NM-7100. The warm line is available from 7 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. The Crisis Line is available 24-7. Contact them at 855-NM-CRISIS. Again, 855-NM-CRISIS. That's it for our community announcements for tonight.
We hope you've enjoyed this hour of community action. We'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Melina Vizcaino Aleman, for speaking with us and sharing about the 10th annual Rudolfo and Patricia Anaya lecture on the literature of the Southwest. Also, we are so grateful for the talented poets who so lovingly recited some of the Rudolfo Anaya's greatest poems. Tanaya Winder, Hakim Bellamy, Levi Rimero, Michelle Uchero, and Damian Flores. Tonight's Hour of Radio was produced by Roberta Rael with production assistance from Barbara Ramirez and a thank you to our interviewer Emilio Bavale and Roberta Rael for facilitating the Rudolfo Anaya tribute. We want to give a big shout out to all of our youth producers. We could not do what we do without you. Generation Justice would also like to thank KUNM for bringing the voices of young people to you, KUNM listeners. Our website is generationjustice.org, where you can check out all of our multimedia work and listen to our podcasts, which are also available on SoundCloud, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We are also active on social media. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and follow our playlist on Spotify. Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation with additional funding from the Annie E. Casey Foundation and, of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking Donate. Our theme song is Youth of the Nation by P.O.D. I am Riazulali Kozai. And I'm Madhumita Santanam. Coming up on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Thank you for tuning in. Have a good night.